you have played the game, the game of life, the board game, every now and then life really does resemble that when you land on something and uh, you pay $50,000 for a mistake that you made. Welcome to the Real Estate Monopoly podcast. My name is Kerwin Donis. My brothers and I got into real estate investing to achieve financial freedom and help underserved communities in Guatemala, where our mom is from. Real estate is the vehicle we're taking to achieve our goals. And you can too. On this show, we share the stories of some of the most successful real estate investors to show you that you can succeed in real estate just like they have. Each episode, we deliver inspiring and educational content that will empower you to launch your real estate investing career and achieve your financial goals. Let's go. Salvador Outret is a full-time chemical engineer at Shell. He's been a real estate investor for over 17 years. He's an immigrant and his story is one I know will motivate you to start your real estate journey. I was born in Mexico and uh, up until, I guess, uh, 80 something, 86, 87, I lived in the same town. Um, I got my uh, degree in chemical engineering, BS in uh, Mexico. And uh, I always wanted to get a, I started uh, looking to different places from the U.S. to Europe, to other places, uh, universities, to get a graduate degree. And um, I, I was, at the time, I was working in Mexico City. This, this was back in uh, 1992. And Texas A&M actually had a, a relationship center in Mexico City, a place where you could go and get information from Texas A&M. And uh, I don't know how I stumbled into it. I uh, went and got the information. I didn't apply to very many universities in the U.S. Uh, a and was one of them. I got accepted into the uh, master's. In, well, the, the program was master's of science in environmental engineering. And uh, I ended up uh, in College Station, Texas, which is a small town uh, west of, uh, northwest of Houston, about 100 miles west of Houston. And uh, that's where I met my wife, and the rest is history. Uh, since uh, 1994, which is when I came here to the U.S. to get my graduate degree, I ended up also getting a PhD in chemical engineering at Texas A&M. Uh, I started working in the chemical industry. I have worked for several companies. Uh, some of them may be uh, more familiar to your listeners than others. Shell, which, which is a big oil and gas company. They also produce chemicals. And now we're getting into the energy transition. Uh, also, Celanese uh, Chemicals uh, and some other small companies, some polymer uh, manufacturing companies. For Salvador, real estate was a path he chose to pursue because it fulfilled an essential criteria. For him, real estate was aligned with his why. Real estate, uh, real estate is another, right? And, and that activity or that uh, path has to match your why. Why do you do what you do? Uh, you're not going to do real estate just because you want more money. I, I don't think that money is a, is a uh, solution per se. Uh, for me, uh, when, I was, uh, when I started my first job, this was probably back in 99, uh, uh, I wanted to start doing something else. And uh, for me, I guess real estate was what growth, the growth and development uh, that it provided. Uh, I've uh, always been entrepreneurial. And I was looking to start something and make a difference and just learn something new and uh, 
at that point, I had gotten my uh, PhD. That was an accomplishment. I had a job. We were living in Corpus Christi. And I was looking for what is next. What, what can I learn next? Where can I make a difference? And uh, I started different uh, things, different businesses that I could start. Uh, I'm right now in the process of getting a certified financial planning uh, degree because that's another one of my passions. I like finances. I like business. And, and I don't know how I stumbled into uh, the famous book that uh, many other investors have stumbled on, right? For uh, that, reach that, or reach that for that, whichever the, the order may be. And uh, I started reading about real estate and I found it very interesting just from a business development perspective, from the financial angle, it was easy enough to do and yet uh, challenging to, to learn. And at that time, I didn't know where to start. I had a friend that was working with me that actually owned, uh, I think it was a fourplex, just one. And uh, I mentioned to him that I wanted to start uh, getting into uh, real estate. And uh, he actually said, oh, really? Well, I, I own real estate. And, and he's the one that actually got me, I, I guess, removed the fear, the, the big uh, fear that you have when you're about to embark on something new. He made it easy for me. He, he put it at a level that I could understand, could relate, and could start doing things towards. Real estate investing was new to Salvador. There were some aspects of the business that he'd never done, and there were some parts that seemed overwhelming to him at first. The big fear that you have is uh, how, how am I going to do this? One of our biggest purchases uh, in our life is our own house, right? Our own home where, where we end up living for years and years, and eventually we pay off the mortgage and it becomes the American dream. So that, that, that in itself is probably the biggest purchase that many individuals are going to do in their whole life. So to think about buying one after another after another, that in itself is uh, overwhelming. Uh, the, the fact of uh, going to ask for a loan, raising capital, finding a property, finding a property manager, finding insurance, finding uh, many other uh, people or individuals in your team that you will need to make your business grow is overwhelming. So I, I cannot say that I can pinpoint any specific uh, issues or any specific uh, difficulties. The whole process was a, a bit overwhelming at the beginning. However, once you find someone that shows you the path, that shows you that uh, something is possible, everything just starts flowing. And, and maybe I'm reminding here about a story that many of your listeners, again, may know, the four-minute mile, right? Uh, Roger Bannister. So before Roger Bannister ran a mile on the four minutes, no one thought that this could be done. After he did it, he broke the four-minute mile record. The record just started going down. It took many years to, to do the first, uh, to break the four-minute mile. But after that, it didn't take very long to, uh, to keep breaking the, the uh, record that he, he set and thereafter. As soon as Salvador made a commitment to start investing in real estate, he took certain steps to identify his why and take action. Like him, others can follow the steps he took to start his own real estate journey. There are several steps that, that you need to take. And, and for me, one of the first steps is uh, to know why. Why are you doing what you're doing? No doubt about that. Uh, without really sitting down and uh, having a, a, a talk with yourself, and reflect and think and even write it down. Why are you doing this? It is very likely that uh, you will do 
in this case, real estate, something is going to go wrong and uh, you're going to abandon. You, you're going to uh, you stand up uh, maybe doing real estate a month, three months. Uh, maybe you'll buy your, your first house. And it'll be a, a disaster and you're going to sell it and try to get out of it. So the first thing is uh, why. Finding your why. Finding why are you doing this? Because when the why is big enough, the how will take care of you of itself. The, the next thing is uh, you got to become educated. You cannot just go into real estate and uh, know nothing. You got to find out uh, how do you go, what is this called real estate uh, uh, business? How do you make the money? Uh, what, are the, what, what are the different individuals that you need in your team? How do you even start structuring a deal? How do you ask for a loan? And you do this uh, nowadays. There's many, many, many channels uh, like yourself, right? I mean, you you actually are doing a, a great uh, service to the real estate industry by uh, bringing different uh, uh, interviewees to bring and close to teach others. So you gotta do from podcasts to YouTube's to uh, YouTube videos to uh, uh, books uh, and, and uh, courses, whatever you can get your hands on. I remember when I was going to buy my first uh, house, when I wanted to buy my, my first house, my wife is a lot more risk averse than I am. Uh, actually, I'm not that risk averse. I'm, I'm some of a risk averse person, but not, not as much as my wife. And I remember her telling me that I was, she was not going to sign or co-sign on any loan with me before I showed her that I had read at least two books on real estate. And, and I, I read the two books and then kept reading many more and, uh, I have a blog, and uh, if your uh, listeners are interested, I'll give you the, the uh, URL for the blog where I have listed the five books that you need to read if you want to be a real estate investor. So that's my view. Uh, and uh, yeah. if others have any other views, uh, more than welcome and, and keep building on that. After Salvador entered the real estate space, he found himself confronted with some unexpected challenges. The biggest one he and other new investors face is themselves. When you start something, you have your misconceptions on some other ways. You have maybe conceptions that are that turn out to be uh, right. Uh, th- yeah, there are some things that are easier, definitely, than uh, what you think. Uh, so, for example, the whole process of uh, getting a loan. When you get a loan the, on your house, uh, it seems so complicated, at least uh, if I rewind back to when I signed my, my uh, when I got my, my first loan, papers and more papers, talking to people almost every day, uh, sending documents. Uh, they want to see even what you ate yesterday, right? Uh, they want you to your schools, your last uh, three tax returns, your whatever. Uh, and, and if you don't have a loan, you do, I don't understand how come it is so difficult, uh, even if you prove that you have income, right? Uh, but it's a way, the traditional way that, that our uh, systems uh, have been designed. That is not so difficult. Once you get the first, second, third, fourth loan, you start seeing that uh, it's, it's not that hard. And even the second one is not that hard. Uh, some of the things that uh, are seem easier but are not is... Uh, maintaining your discipline and your patience in finding deals because uh, you can start losing your patience. You can start getting desperate because you don't find deals, because you need to stick to your returns, because you need to stick to the assumptions that you have, that your mental assumptions or what you have promised to your investors. 
and, and uh, the human mind is uh, very interesting. And you can start betraying yourself by, by uh, bending the rules, by massaging the numbers. I mean, you're a syndicator, so uh, you know that uh, you grab a, an Excel spreadsheet and you can do with that. Uh, you can get a 20% cash on cash or you can get a 1% cash on cash. It just depends on what you plug in and what you start convincing yourself that can happen to the syndication. So I think it's, it's really the discipline that becomes, uh, seems easy, but it becomes hard to, uh, to maintain your discipline in how you underwrite and how you look at deals. Salvador's first deal was a great learning experience for him. And that's not because it was an easy experience without any challenges. My first deal was in College Station. And uh, again, maybe this is another learning for your uh, audience, for your listeners. As you start going into real estate, pick one or two markets, maybe three, and, and you have to really get to know them. Because uh, once you do that, it's very easy to analyze uh, deals. Don't try to shoot for everything that, uh, that is moving. I, I remember when I first started looking at uh, deals, uh, I would talk to uh, brokers and they would say, well, what, what are you interested? I would give my criteria. And then they would say, uh, well, are you interested anywhere in Texas? I would say, yeah. They would send me deals that uh, once I started looking at them, I'm like, well, I know nothing about this city. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, in the right uh, part of town or a two-bedroom, two-bedroom is, is uh, good or bad. I don't know if there's growth in this area. I don't know if there's crime in this area. I don't know if uh, there's a public transportation. So, so the first thing is really to, uh, to, to, know the, uh, to know your market. So going back in time into uh, what was my first deal, ups and downs. This was in College Station, and I chose that market because uh, I graduated from Texas A&M College Station. I knew the place, like the back of my hand. I knew uh, where the students were trending or uh, tending to go. I knew the part of town that was growing. I knew where the uh, A&M bus routes uh, were. And uh, this was a, a single family home that I purchased uh, early back in uh, 2003, I would say. And uh, uh, I would say that there were, uh, I, I was very lucky on that deal. There were only ops. The way that deal ended up uh, turning out exactly, I think that was a, a beginner's law because I don't think that I was that knowledgeable, but my returns ended up as I was uh, planning them. It was a fairly new house, so I didn't have a lot of maintenance. And uh, I have never had more than probably a week's vacancy in any of my properties in College Station. Although Salvador has had a lot of success as a real estate investor, he's had some experiences where things didn't go as planned. However, he didn't see them as failures. He saw them as opportunities to learn. I wouldn't call it failure. <laughs> maybe uh, you can call it mistake. You can call it maybe being naive. I call it tuition of life. Okay, if you play the, if you have played the game, the game of life, the board game, uh, every now and then life really does resemble that. When you land on something and uh, you pay fifty thousand dollars for a mistake that you made. Now, I said that figure because. Uh, this is a, a mistake. This is something. It's a, it, it was a real estate deal, and, and it's something for your uh, um, listeners to also be very, very mindful and very watchful. 
when I started uh, in the syndication space, not the small deal, multifamily, but more the syndicating uh, larger apartments, I heard it was either uh, Brad Sonbrook or, or Grant Cardone. <clears throat> I don't know who was giving this uh, advice, but one of them said that when you go into a syndication as, as an LP, is the, the no like and trust. So you have to know the syndicator, the GP, you have to trust him or her, and you have to like them. They like them, well, I mean, that's the icing on the, of the cake, on the cake, but they know them and trust them is essential. Early in my career, and this was a, a, a number of years ago, uh, there, I had a friend, and maybe a friend is, is too, being too generous, he actually asked me to go into a syndication. And this is a, a develop, this was a development uh, syndication in Texas. I knew very little about syndications. And at the time I wasn't even an accredited investor. As a matter of fact, I, I think he, not I think he broke an SEC law because uh, he invited me into this syndication, which was a, a 406C, uh, uh, which uh, you are required to be a, a, an accredited uh, investor. And uh, he asked me, he pitched me the, the project and uh, I gave him uh, $50,000 and uh, I have not seen back a single penny of that. And this was about uh, 14 years ago. So I don't, I don't imagine that I'm going to see anything other than the tax uh, write-offs uh, that I have been taking. So I think, I mean, the lesson to your investors is to be very careful with uh, who do they partner with really go to the uh, documents. If they are not knowledgeable, but they want to expand into a syndication, grab someone that they trust that can guide them through and, and really question everything that you are hearing from syndicators. Uh, there are many syndicators that are great people, but also be mindful there are some that uh, unfortunately are tainting uh, uh, this great uh, profession. Salvador has built his investor database organically over time. He came across what real estate syndications were, and this realization led him to building a great portfolio and refining his long-term vision for his future. You gotta first start with what is your definition of success, right? And based on your definition of success, then, then you define uh, where are you. I consider myself a, a very blessed person. Uh, I have been given more, way more than I deserve. Uh, I've never lacked anything. Uh, I can say that my life has actually been easy, right? Uh, and uh, with regards to real estate, uh, I started uh, buying small units, uh, single houses at the beginning. I realized the power of having more than one unit, so I kept going into uh, duplexes. I own also a, a few duplexes. Uh, and once I started doing duplexes, I said, well, why not go to the next step? So I, I, I own... Uh, uh, fourplexes uh, as well and uh, once I started doing this my friends seeing that I was investing in real estate they had cash to spare and they started asking me hey uh, so you invest in real estate uh, how do you do that I, I wasn't even thinking about syndication uh, I would tell them well I can teach you I can tell you exactly how you how to do it I can put in touch with every single person in my team, from my real estate agent, brokers, uh, mortgage uh, person, uh, property manager, insurance people, et cetera, et cetera. 
I can give you a blueprint. And uh, I will start talking to them. And after like a minute, they will say, you know what? Uh, next time you have a deal, just <laughs> let me know and I'll go in with you. And, and that piqued my curiosity because I didn't even know that what syndications were. So I started uh, investigating about syndications. And um, at the moment, uh, so I eventually I decided that I wanted to get into uh, syndications. Before doing actively, I wanted to do it passively to understand the business from, from outside, from not being that close and, and uh, taking baby steps. I have invested in a number of syndications. I'm probably into uh, eight or nine syndications at the moment and uh, with great uh, syndicators. Uh, on my blog, I, I plan on publishing a, a, a blog on uh, comparing. I have experiences with four different syndicators from uh, whether they do monthly distributions, how they communicate, what kind of materials they give, what kind of returns are they providing, are they exceeding or falling uh, uh, short of expectations, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but I learned the business that way. And then I said, well, I, I do want to get uh, into syndication as an active one. And uh, I got into the Michael Blank program. I'm a, a mentor student uh, in his program. And uh, right now I'm looking into uh, my first uh, syndication as a GP. Uh, I'm a GP in uh, other syndications that they have invited me to, uh, but I cannot claim uh, fame on that one. I mean, they invited me and, and I'm, a, I'm a partner on those, but uh, I'm, I'm looking for my first uh, GP syndication. And I can say that uh, I consider myself fairly successful. I wanted to start producing cash flow and, and uh, learn something new. And I can say that uh, I have been learning a lot and uh, I have been making progress towards my goals. Real estate has been a vehicle for so many investors to achieve their goals. For Salvador, it has allowed him to build generational wealth and use his passive income to support the causes he believes in. Real estate uh, for me is a way to, uh, to accomplish something as a way to uh, accumulate uh, more, right? Uh, one, one, one of my rules of thumb is uh, with, my, with a, a fair bit of my real estate uh, money or income, I donate that because I have a, a very uh, good paying W2 that it decides a, a life. I mean, I'm, I'm not one of the ones that uh, wants to uh, get out of the W2 uh, rat race per se because I, I like my job and, and I'm making a difference and, and I'm... Uh, changing people's lives and I'm achieving my why uh, and my job. But real estate uh, offers an opportunity for me to, to achieve something else, to have uh, that extra income that uh, when uh, I retire for sure, is gonna be there. It offers financial security for sure. If I was ever to uh, leave, that, uh, I have uh, all the cash flow that is uh, backing me through, through real estate uh, and, uh, um, again, I mean, how, how, how has it changed my, my life for the better? It has changed it in enormous ways. I mean, my, my kids, my wife, uh, I think we have all learned from uh, real estate is the diligence that it takes. Uh, it's a, a business that uh, you get to see some of the things uh, that you do, the way you treat your tenants, for example. We, we are, I think, uh, we are very kind to our tenants and uh, uh, we work with them not only to obtain 
uh, rent from them, but also when they have uh, different situations in their life, uh, we work with them uh, on Christmas. We give them a Christmas gift. Uh, maybe we're still small enough where we, where we can do that. Uh, yeah. We, if they need to stay a few more days, uh, and we let them stay a few more days you know, for free. Throughout my conversation with Salvador, he emphasized the importance of identifying your why as a real estate investor. His real estate goals align with his own why that drives him to continue to build his portfolio and pursue his own syndication deals. My vision is to help people. And uh, maybe this is something else uh, for your listeners. Uh, if you, there's a great book and maybe it's not uh, completely or remotely real estate related, but I think it is. It's called Start With Why. And this is Simon Sinek. And, and uh, really, you got to start with uh, why do you do what you do? So you have your what, you have your how, and you have your why. And, and the why is really what sells. It's, it's really not the what. It's, you can say, well, I'm doing syndications. And you can go and syndications to your potential investors. But the what is really not what they buy. It's really the why. So... Why am I doing syndications? Why am I uh, going and talking to different people? And, and as a matter of fact, uh, well, you already mentioned that uh, I started thinking of syndications not because I was interested in the, uh, raising capital, but because I started being asked by friends, uh, hey, I see that you're doing this. Uh, how can I benefit? How can I start doing it myself? So to me, uh, the, the doing going into a syndication, you got to do it. Or, uh, my philosophy, you got to take it from multiple angles. Are you really going to make a difference? And are you, gonna, are you really going to make your investors better off than they are today? The other one is, what is it that your syndication model that is going to transform the community that you are going to go into? If uh, buying a complex for the sake of uh, getting dollars, uh, maybe trading a, a service that you're giving, that a roof, under their heads, but is how are you making a difference in the community that you are in? How are you impacting? What is the contribution that you're uh, giving to that? And and I think it's uh, going forward is is really just uh, um, keep uh, center and keep true to my values, to my compass, and uh, going into syndications, going into whatever small or large syndication that I am in is transforming the community and really making a difference for your investment. Along with his other goals, a big part of Salvador's why is giving back to others. He does this in multiple ways. There's uh, different ways that, that I, I give back uh, from, from my time, for example. Uh, I, I like uh, really uh, sharing my knowledge, sharing my resources, sharing what I know and, and my contact, my network with whoever wants to get into not only real estate, but in whatever business uh, that I know about. Uh, the, the other one is, uh, well, more tangible, give back, right? Give money back. Uh, there are many organizations that uh, need our money, that need our resources. Uh, the other one is time. So uh, during the pandemic, uh, my daughters, uh, this was mainly initiative with my daughters, but they, they started uh, food drives, for example, uh, when, uh, when people were losing jobs uh, right and left uh, back uh, last uh, April or May, uh, we would go around our neighborhood and we would put uh, flyers on, on Thursday saying uh, we're collecting food for the food bank. 
and on Sunday we would pick it up and we would do that uh, I would say at least uh, every few weeks and, and they were able to take uh, a significant amount of food to the food banks uh, another one is uh, just like I told you if there's money that you don't need give it to other people that needs it uh, it is our philosophy, it is our goal, mine and my wife's, to keep giving a good portion of the real estate income that we don't need today uh, to uh, different charities of our uh, choice. Salvador has acquired a lot of wisdom throughout his real estate journey. He was a wealth of knowledge and he offered a refreshing take on real estate, motivation, and getting comfortable being uncomfortable. There's two things that uh, that maybe I wanted to uh, walk away. The, the uh, real estate is a means to some end. Real estate is not the end, right? And uh, you gotta be very fixed on uh, what is out of life. Uh, the other one is uh, life is not easy. So real estate, uh, you may hear the, the uh, midnight infomercials or maybe every now and then, uh, you stumble into a YouTube video that uh, portrays uh, real estate in the wrong way. Uh, real estate is still hard work. Real estate is still something that, uh, yes, is going to provide meaning. Uh, yes, uh, you will be able to make a living. But real estate doesn't replace uh, the, the sufferings and the, um, and, and the tough, uh, the, the roughness that you, that you have just had to go through, right, to... Uh, to, to live a meaningful life. I was listening to a TED talk uh, not too long ago. I forgot the name uh, of the TED talk, but the lady in that TED talk mentioned a phrase or said a phrase that really stuck with me. And, and she said something along the lines uh, that uh, discomfort is the price of admission to a meaningful life. So discomfort is the life of admission to a meaningful life. So uh, as uh, if uh, real estate is something that uh, your listeners, your, your listeners are considering, really think about the why are you doing this and make sure that uh, it fits in your overall plan of life. After our amazing conversation, Salvador offered our listeners a way to get in touch with him. I have a, a, have a blog site that is mainly how I communicate uh, I have, uh, my website is uh, under construction, so I'm, I'm revamping it and, and I change uh, domains. Uh, but my email address, so I'm, I'm happy to give those to you and you can put it on the notes of your podcast. And uh, that's really how I'm on LinkedIn. If uh, people want to also reach out to me that way, uh, I'm happy to give you the different ways to, to reach me, Kerry. Uh, Thank you for joining us today on the Real Estate Monopoly podcast. If you got value from this episode, please do us a favor and give us a good rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Make sure to visit our website at www.donisinvestmentgroup.com backslash monopoly, where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you'll never miss a show. If you want to avoid the top five mistakes passive investors make, you can also check out our free ebook by going to www.donisinvestmentgroup.com and downloading it. Be sure to tune in to our next episode. Until then, take care, guys.